Hello, my name is Callan Sweeney, Seminary of the Diocese of Austin. Here's a, today's reflection on Wednesday, April 30th. Today we have the story in our first reading of the conversion of the Ethiopian eunuch. There's not much that's known about him other than what's plainly, plainly in the reading here. Um, he was uh, the treasurer for a queen um, of Ethiopia and showing that he was a person of influence. Um, he had a whole retinue with him. He was in a carriage. Um, and he was on his way back from having worshipped in Jerusalem. It's not really known whether or not he was actually Jewish or not. Um, in uh, there have been those that think that he might have been, um, but at the very least, to, to go to Jerusalem and, and worship, he was certainly a God-fearer. Someone who respected the Lord and, and wanted to draw uh, closer to him as best as he understood. And all the more remarkable, because he probably wasn't a, a member uh, of the Jewish people, having come from Ethiopia. There's a couple of important things I think we can take from uh, this reading. Uh, well, the first one is the universal nature of the church. We often think of the word Catholic, which of course means universal, literally speaking, as a proper name. Someone made up that name and they attached it to the church. Well, in the beginning, it wasn't a proper name. It was a adjective. It was description. It's the church that is universal, which was saying a lot. Back then, you had a god of this place, or uh, a god of this aspect of life, uh, a god of the harvest, uh, a god of war, um, a god of uh, a particular area, or even even the empire uh, emperor of Rome was thought to be a god. So, essentially, which which god? is this God. God is Jesus the God of. I was like, well, no, it's the God of everything. And so it's not limited to a place um, or a particular people. And, and I think that this evidently shows this. Here's this person who's a complete foreigner uh, who knows very little um, or is not part of the, the heritage of Israel. And yet he is an inheritor by the grace of God, of the message of the gospel, as, as transmitted through uh, the Apostle Philip. So it really is an invocation that the gospel is meant for everyone in every place and to the ends of the world. The apostles themselves would literally take uh, the gospel to the ends of the world as best they knew it. James to even all the way to Spain, quite literally the end of the world at the time and even Thomas all the way to India, the found Christian communities. So the gospel is meant for, for everyone, all times and all places. The second thing that I think is really important here is probably around answering the question of who, who converted this eunuch? On the surface, it sounds like Philip, right? He's the one who interact with him. He's the one who went and talked to him. He was, of course, an apostle. So Philip is the one that converted him. Well, how do our readings begin? 
Philip is woken up by an angel. Um, he is told to get up and head south, go south down the road, um, uh, the desert route. Uh, well, there he will find, actually, the angel doesn't even tell him he's going to find. He just tells him to go. And there he does find the Ethiopian. He finds him just by essentially walking around and listening. He listens and he hears the words of Isaiah spoken by this man. And he is prompted then to begin to speak with him. Who did, uh, who forced the Ethiopian to be reading the words of Isaiah? Well, of course, nobody. He was doing that on his own. He, when Philip showed him the word uh, and how it all pointed to Jesus, um, ultimately, um, who did that? Well, Philip's participation, sure. Um, but who placed the water on the road? Who stirred the heart of the Ethiopian to beg him to baptize him here and there? So I think it's an important thing to, to know whether or not um, this is God's mission. Is God's the one who wants to spread his gospel. And he uses us certainly as instruments. We have to be willing instruments to be able to do it. So in a certain way, that's that's both a challenge and a relief. It's a challenge that we always have to be receptive to the Spirit on what He has for us and the way He wants to interact with other people and the way He wants to interact with us. But it's also a relief in the sense that it's not on our shoulders, not entirely. Jesus is the one, uh, it's Jesus' church, and He's the one who wants to spread the good news more than anyone. And even in our, our weaknesses, uh, that God's message will not uh, go without bearing fruit. Though in a, a, a wonderful grace of providence, he, he will not, uh, he relies on us to be willing participants. So I think that is most important. Um, we consider all the challenges, especially in our recent days of uh, spreading the gospel. The, the gospel is for everyone in all times and all places, and even in the challenges of uh, what's going on around us. God just asks us to be hearers, hearers of what He has to say, and hearers of the actions that He wants us to perform, because He's the one who, who allows the plants, uh, the seeds to grow. Though he does ask us to be, to be good farmers and good stewards, so let us take courage, in in that, uh, and follow the Lord, and most importantly, listen to Him unreservedly. Uh, for it is His church, uh, and He will bring it to fulfillment. That though He He wants us all to be uh, willing participants and active in His love um, for for His people in the spread of the gospel. Thank you all for listening, and I hope that this helps. It is good reflection time. Please feel free to share it um, with whoever you think might benefit. Thank you, and God bless.